live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're recording here in our temporary studios at National Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. And to my left is my editorial director and friend, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings. Good to see you again, sir. Great to be here. We're always grateful to invade the offices of our illustrious producer, Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello there. Good morning to you. And thank you for listening in today on this very special episode of the Fight for Good podcast. We uh, today are focusing on one of our very significant leaders in this country, the territorial uh, commissioners, the territorial commanders and leaders of the Central Territory. In particular, Jeff, you had the opportunity to sit down and have a, a phone conversation, an interview with Commissioner Heidi Bailey. How did that all go for you? Very well. March being um, Women's History Month, we wanted to focus on women's role within the Salvation Army and um, Commissioner Bailey's perspective on what it means to uh, be a woman in the world today. She is the territorial leader for leader development for the USA Central Territory. And as such, she um, works with both men and women. But from her experience, she's had extensive experience in women's ministries uh, around both in the USA and overseas appointments, including South America and visits to India, et cetera. So in this article, you'll, in this interview, you'll hear her speak to uh, some very um, contemporary topics in that she talks about the Army's viewpoint on women in ministry and how she goes about uh, advising women on how to prepare for leadership roles and uh, the advice she would give to young women about their role in the world. It's a very interesting read, and there was a lot that that she shared uh, with you in the phone conversation, and you had to whittle it down a little bit uh, for the copy, where the the podcast allows us a little more of an opportunity to hear her from her voice and hear she's got an incredible passion for the Lord and for the ministry of the Salvation Army. Her and her husband have had uh, unique opportunities to serve the Army all over the world, and it's very exciting uh, to to see what they're they're doing together, and in particular how she is using this opportunity now in her life to mentor the next generation of leaders and to challenge the Salvation Army to think um, uh, differently. Yeah, she um, acknowledges that the Army, um, given that it has a long history, um, sometimes is slow to change. And uh, she points out, as you'll hear in her very personable voice, how since females make up 51% of the world's population, why aren't they making up 51% of the world's leadership? (laughs) So she says such things as that. Well, thank you, Jeff, for that. And thank you for writing this wonderful article. And now let's listen to Commissioner Heidi Bailey. So how were you introduced to the Army? I'm just curious. Well, I'm actually a third-generation Salvationist. So um, being born into the Salvation Army, I never really 
had the opportunity or experience of others who are attracted to it in some way and come later in life. I see. But uh, having said that, uh, here I am many, many years later, uh, still in love with the Salvation Army's mission. And I'm just really grateful for the opportunities that have been afforded to me over the years, uh, first as a soldier, a local officer, and, and of course now uh, as a Salvation Army officer. Mm. Kind of switching gears, can you can you explain for us the Salvation Army's viewpoint on women in ministry? Well, um, that's a big question, and I'm sure there's many interpretations to it, but I have always felt that since its inception, the Salvation Army has been theologically clear regarding uh, women, women in ministry, and the inherent value of all people. Um, the God-given dignity of both male and female. And I think this was so evident in its uh, counter-cultural approach to women in ministry in the founding days of the Salvation Army in England. Um, We were cutting edge. uh, We were criticized. uh, But we knew who we were and what God was calling us to. And that's always been really important to me as a woman in the Salvation Army. And... I always felt that there was a place for me in my church. And um, that has stuck with me in in some maybe difficult or discouraging moments because I think somewhere along the line, you might say that we lost our early gender equity focus a bit. Um, But gratefully, the loud cries feel for many years now um, are being heard and the general is taking serious strides to restore what I think was painfully lost for women uh, sometimes in the Salvation Army. So God's viewpoint on women to ministry, in ministry has never changed, um, which keeps us grounded and pulls us back uh, if we need to regroup and, um, and try to move forward a little bit quicker. Hmm. The Salvation Army, by necessity and on principle, was at the cutting edge of providing women with ministry opportunities, as you've said, and placing them in leadership. How is the Army doing today, and how can it do better? Well, I think we're on the uprise with that, but it is a very slow process. I always say that women hold up 51% of the sky. So how Mm -hmm. about if we have 51% of our leadership be women? And we're at about 12 probably right now. So uh, we've got our work cut out for us, and um, it's a delicate, sensitive topic, but it really shouldn't even be a topic. So uh, this is why I think the cries from the field are being heard loudly. And, of course, if the general wants all of his officers available to him, everyone needs to be considered according to their gifts and validated for them and thus appointed accordingly. So um, we've got some work to do. But, you know, women are patient, right? So uh, we're, 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 we're being patient as we push. <laughs> yeah. So as a, um, a leader of leader development for the Central Territory, how do you encourage women to prepare themselves for leadership roles? Well, my appointment uh, is actually for both men and women. Yes. But uh, I think we do that in different ways uh, according to appointments, responsibilities, gifting, and sometimes even gender. I always tell women, love God, 
love yourself and love others. Uh, because I believe that accepting who God has made us as daughters of the King is really the most valuable preparation one can have in their leadership because that releases you to be a kingdom builder. Um, I often tell women that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, so don't compare. Don't compete. Uh, this is Satan's strategy to keep us really from growing God's kingdom, and it, it will only bring about low self-esteem, discouragement, depression, and eventually spiritual death. So we try to always remember that we're daughters of, we are daughters of the king, and um, that's a pretty uh, happy thought for us. Well, that's yeah, powerful. I, I can see how that the world impinges on that and why that could be a struggle. Okay, so switching gears again, what have you most appreciated about your service as a Salvation Army officer? Well, I never could have imagined the life that I have had. I think I'm therefore most appreciative of such a large, varied platform which has been put before me from which to lead. Uh, I've served in the inner city. I've served in the suburbs. I've served in small corps and large corps. I've served in divisional headquarters, territorial headquarters, international headquarters, in developing countries, in, in Western countries other than the United States. And, I mean, it, it, it's just so, so amazing and such a blessing because each place has challenged me and rounded off a few more of my rough leadership edges um, and Heidi edges, if you will. Well, and the we all have, have those, right? Have my heart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the people change your heart and your ministry perspectives, and that, that has happened much more than I ever could have imagined. Mm, and wow. uh, so I'm just extremely grateful. Yeah. Okay. So, on the, on, and also then, on the flip side, what have you found discouraging in your officership? I, I think sometimes I'm discouraged because I sense an unwillingness to change and adapt to today's realities, and I think that has hindered the growth of the Salvation Army, which in and of itself is discouraging. But some say, and I think many people believe, that change equals compromise. And I don't think that that is necessarily true, although it can be. Mm -hmm. um, a change around us happens without our permission. Uh, societies change, cultures change, fashion change, and it's without our permission. Um, but it's up to the church to respond to that change. And um, I think we can be relevant without selling our souls. Uh, we, can, we can find new ways to attract people without losing our identity. And as Salvationists, we can all help our army regain any footing that we might have lost. Um, if, if together we can let go of some sacred cows, if you will, uh, for the good of the kingdom. So changing our mission is compromise, but changing us to fulfill our mission certainly is not. Well, that's quite a statement. And that's a very big topic. Um, can you give me an example of the kind of change you think should be considered? Well, we have an awful lot of traditional things in the Salvation Army, whether that's our style of music, you know, our form of worship, uh, mm -hmm. or our, pro our programs, the activities that we do. And I think all of those things can be looked at based on the neighborhood and culture and community that you find yourself in. Um, Certainly, an inner city core will look different than a suburban core. Our overseas appointments, uh, our cores look different. Um, 
although there still was a very strong British influence that was still there from many, many, many years ago. But, um, you know, we can start by offering, I guess, a little bit of everyone's taste in worship. Uh, we do that at my home court. Uh, you'll have a traditional band and songsters that are very large and very good and very committed. Mm-hmm. We have a lovely uh, praise group as well that that uh, helps us in worship uh, every Sunday. Uh, and then just a plethora of children's activities who may participate uh, as well in the meeting. Um, we we do everything in two languages at my core because of the place where we are located. Uh, that's a real commitment, and some people um, are not interested in that, quite frankly, because they don't speak that other language. And uh, so you have to know who you are and where you're headed, and um, that is something that that chorus felt like was not a compromise. That was complementing um, the mission in that neighborhood. So. I think it's really tailor-made and custom-made according to where you are, but I think the common denominator is an open heart, an open mind um, to know your community and to try to respond um, in the best way to meet the most needs. You know, it is encouraging to see what the Army is doing in multicultural ministry, you know, with, you know, with uh, Korean Corps and Spanish Corps, etc. I think there's a, a lot of opt- you know, reason for hope there. Um, but what are your hopes for the role of women in the Army in the years and decades ahead? Probably that you wouldn't have to ask me that question ever again. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but we're not quite there yet. So, um, uh-huh. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mentioned that women hold up 51% of the guys, so how about 51% yeah. of our leaders being capable women right. uh, who might not have been considered yet? But actually, we are all equal at the foot of the cross, and, and my hope is that this all Salvation Army officers would be considered from that perspective, um, not male or female, but a child of the king. Mm, uh, yeah. No, no woman wants the position just because she's a woman. That is demeaning and invalid, um, mm-hmm. and and makes us want to say no, thank you, we're not interested. But women do want to be selected for an appointment if they are the best person for that appointment. And uh, that goes for local officership positions. That goes for employee opportunities. Um, but you have to be considered first with your gifts, and you have to be validated by your leaders before that can happen. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be my hope, that we, as, as we move into a less gender-specific uh, mm-hmm. time, Right. Uh, most, most of our young people, they don't really want to go to a, a men's conference or a women's conference. They want to all go together. Um, mm-hmm. right. They're not interested in dividing, and they just want to be seen as people. And I think we can learn from that. There will always be activities for everyone, adults, children, men, women. But um, uh, yeah. when, you're, when you're considering leadership, just look at us all the same and uh, cover up our names at the top of our resumes and pick the best person. That's mm-hmm. what we want. Yeah. You know, it's, I've been I, I'm gaining a new appreciation for the, the Apostle Paul, as and you referred to him, and so many of his thoughts are you know parallel what you're expressing. You know, the Army's internationalism is a wonderful feature. Um, you know, in Christ there is no east or west, in Him no north or south, and right. also the idea of equality under the gospel within the gospel. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, of course, Paul has been misinterpreted and misapplied, but certainly, well, Jesus himself 
uh, was, was no respecter of persons in a sense. So that's certainly something we should strive for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think Jesus was the greatest, uh, you know, supporter of women, um, and yeah. very countercultural, very going against the grain, but always so value into women's lives. Um, you know, he he realized and recognized that they were the 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 last of the cross and the first of the tomb, and uh, he, yeah. he he recognized the value of uh, of the daughters of the king. Right. Um, so, uh, what have you found to work best in bringing people into God's kingdom? Being yourself is a good start, and then making sure that you develop or that you exude an authenticity and a transparency. Um, and remember that it's all about relationships. I think those first two qualities produce the third, if you will. If you're authentic and transparent, you will find relationship building easier and more fruitful. And um, so I think that's that in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll I'll ask you one more question, and I'm sure we can go on and on, but I do want to ask you, um, what advice do you give young women about how to find their place in the world? Well, I'm looking at a, a piece of word art uh, that I have here in my office that says, I want every girl to know that her voice can change the world. Um, I want every woman to know that she does not need permission from anyone to stand tall and be all that God has created her to be. Uh, that might not be popular with everyone, uh, as we've spoken of, with societal pressures and cultural pressures, but we mm. we aren't called to be popular. We're called to be obedient. So I always encourage our women to continue encouraging each other as sisters in Christ, uh, no matter where someone else is on their journey, no matter what their situation is. Um, we need each other as women to... Uh, Hold up our 51% of the sky. That was Commissioner Heidi Bailey. Well, Jeff, as always, I'd like to ask you this question. What what was a couple of your takeaways from your time spent with Commissioner? Her, her down-to-earth um, attitude, her emphasis on authenticity in relationships, and her... Desire to instill confidence in women and uh, for women to find their voice in their culture and contribute. And you, know, you, you get a sense of um, the, the humbleness she feels when she sees women around the globe, you know, making significant changes in, in their families and their cultures by just basic changes in how they, uh, whether it be a micro enterprise um, function they're doing, uh, or participating in a group activity through women's ministries, how they are being empowered to bring a positive impact on their world. Well, I like what she says on page 17 here. There's a comment that she said, together if we can let go of some sacred cows for the good of the kingdom, we can regain some footing we have lost. Changing our mission is compromise, but changing us to fulfill our mission is not. That's a tweetable quote right there. Yeah. And and that is that's a that's a power power packed 
comment. It is, and that's what you get from her, that the mission is so dear to her that that's what she wants to serve in her uh, advocacy for change. Well, we in the Salvation Army believe in women's right to preach. We also need to do more to allow women to uh, step up into you know traditional male roles uh, in in uh, behind the scenes sort of works, uh, and we're seeing more of that. I think there's a little bit more intentionality of it. We're not all the way there yet, but I got the feeling when you you talk to her, she's hopeful for. The future. She's hopeful that these changes will come about and is not going unheeded. Our international leader, she points out, uh, the the pedals are actively engaged in uh, dealing with this issue of equality uh, within the army. Um, so yeah, she's very hopeful in that regard, and she participates on the committee that is uh, discussing that topic. Well, we're grateful for your interview with her. We're also grateful to Commissioner Heidi for taking the time yes. with us. And it's it's not always, it's uh, it's not easy to be vulnerable. Uh, and she, she was very vulnerable with you and, and very and very open. And, and we appreciate her yes. candor. I do. And, and I also appreciate her attention to us. I mean, she was very careful in helping us make sure that we interpreted, um, we, we captured what her message is. Well, we hope uh, you'll, you have enjoyed that interview with Commissioner Heidi Bailey as we celebrate Women's History Month, uh, the month of March, and continue to realize that the Salvation Army has a significant place for women around the globe in ministry opportunities. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. We hope that uh, you will continue to listen to many uh, future podcasts that we have. So make sure you're subs- you subscribe. If you don't know how to subscribe to uh, podcasts, you can go to our website at thewarcry.org, and we have instructions there how you can subscribe. And our, our listenership is growing. And uh, we thank you for being a faithful listener. And make sure that you subscribe to wherever you listen to these podcasts on. And don't forget to follow The War Cry and Peer Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Well, until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. We thank you for listening. God bless you. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.